Welcome to Worldwide Discussion, and this is our new, <laughs> this is our new podcast. And today I have many co-hosts: Christina, Olivia, and Sarah. This is our new podcast, and、uh, Christina and I talk about finance and social welfare in Easy Finance. So please listen to our new podcast carefully too. And our first topic is Korean and American pop culture. First of all, Korean pop culture can be divided into three parts: songs, video, and goods. And as you all already know, Korean pop music scene includes、um, idol pop band music and hip hop music. Idol pop music scene becomes really popular thanks to BTS. Before BTS. Artists like Psy or Wonder Girls and Big Bang were famous, but didn't have that powerful reputation, I think. And also, I think this can be possible because of Korean entertainment companies'、uh, training system. Koreans who want to be idol, idol band members, enter into the companies when they are really young. So they do not. They do lots of training for、uh, maybe one、uh, or longer than ten years, and during the training period, they participate in、uh, not only vocal training and dance training, but also they have to participate in、um, foreign language cl- class. Furthermore, they have to. Um, keep their body weight and shape. So these trainings are so severe that many people give up to become a singer in here. But after they become a singer, they can get lots of reputation and lots of money, or or like、uh, like a fame and spotlight that they can receive from.、Uh, Uh, from people is so huge and so addictive that they cannot give up their、um, celebrity life. And also,、um, Korean <clears throat> Korean pop music scene becomes popular, and this makes another、um, another trend in Korea. Like when I was really young, many Um, elementary school stu- students wanted to be a lawyer or president, some like something like a really professional job. But now,、uh, young students want to be want to be a celebrity, like singer, actor, or something. This kind of、um, changed trend、uh, reflects a social.、Um, Um, social identification about our、uh, artist scene, but、um, as a huge fan of American pop culture, like scene and hip hop,、um, I think Korean pop、uh, pop music and American pop music have a different、um, different texture, which means Korean. Um, Korean idol band is 
like the, they they are concentrated on on a, a beautiful performance and they are out looking, but um, um, American pop musicians like Weekend or um, Ariana Grande, they of course they are really awesome, handsome and pretty, but also they are more concentrated on their um, their uh, musical performance, like song, singing, singing techniques, and their music. I don't know which one is more important, but as a huge fan of music, um, listening to American pop music is more comfortable to me as a listener because their um, their techniques and making uh, skills to make songs that is more I think that is more professional than here not just like a loud and um, fast beat music even though American pop music has a slow tempo they're really emotional and has lots of meanings in the music and even though my mother language isn't uh, English sometimes I can feel something in their music but um, um, oh and by the way I don't want to blame Korean Idol uh, band's music their music are awesome too but <laughs> my preference is, is in the American pop music and I know that you guys really like um, Korean idol uh, music or pop music, right? So um, I want to hear your, I want to listen to your opinions about Korean pop music and um, American pop music. Olivia, I think that you would be great to start off this uh, conversation because I know that um, you have some really great thoughts surrounding K-pop and I would definitely love to hear them. Now I feel like I'm being put on the spot. I also thought it was really interesting that young you kind of talked about like the shift from like how kids in Korea now want to be like actors or idols. I think that shift has also been made in America as well, only instead of being like an actor, performer, they all want to be like a YouTuber or like some sort of social media influencer or like a TikTok star because they've seen like all of these kids become like stupidly rich because of just being a social media influencer. So I thought that kind of like shift has also been seen in America kind of in a similar way. But going on to like K-pop music, I've been a pretty avid consumer of the Korean entertainment industry since like middle school. So I've been listening to it for a very long time. Um, more extensively in like high school and college, I just really fell down the hole of K-pop and really have never climbed out, nor do I foresee climbing out anytime soon. But I think one of the, I guess I would say the K-pop group that kind of 
introduced me to the K-pop scene was TVXQ and Big Bang. Those were the two really big bands at the time that I guess just really resonated with me. Um, I'm also a big pop listener. I've always enjoyed listening to American pop. And it was like, ah, there's this other type of pop that's in a foreign language. How interesting. And their choreography is so amazing. And just like their visuals and the singing, just like their acting, just like all of it combined into one. I was like, wow, this is pretty awesome. Like the music video quality was just so different compared to the American music videos at the time, just like the production and like literally the cost of the music videos. I know that they spend a good chunk of money producing most music videos. I just think because it was such a dramatic shift to what I was used to that I just found it so interesting. And then once I got more into it in like high school and college, I started to see kind of like the good parts and the bad parts of like K-pop. Um, but I don't know what else should I go on about. <laughs> I think that you touched upon a lot of stuff there. Sarah, it sounds like you have something too. There. Yeah, what I found really interesting was that young Yu was saying that he finds that there's a lot more feeling and meaning behind American pop music, whereas he didn't really see it in the K-pop scene as much. So I was just kind of curious, because uh, I know both of you guys really like K-pop. Do you get that feeling? Do you get that meaning? Do you look up the lyrics in English and feel like that same way about them as you do with American pop music? Mm, it's very dependent. Um, I will also, I have to kind of clarify, I don't listen to as much American pop music, um, but I listen primarily more to um, either American like hip hop, rap, or rock, indie, a lot of indie, um, alternative music um, that's kind of like you know the music I've listened to um, but when I listen to k-pop I think it primarily started out with it you know it did it had a good beat it was really good for working out when I you know especially when I was younger and stuff like that I think there was also this like idea of just kind of like going off what Olivia said when you listen to k-pop it's not just a listening experience, it's also a visual experience. So I think it provided this other element where you could like get this other experience from that. And I think that that was kind of the draw. I would say as I've gone on, um, delving into like other genres in Korean music, I definitely have looked up lyrics and I have gotten similar like emotional responses. Um, but I would say like starting out, not so much, but now for sure. Olivia, yeah. you have the, yeah. I would say I would agree with that. Um, I mean, in the beginning, it was more just like, wow, this is just such an amazing experience. But then once I started to pretty much just exclusively <laughs> listen to only K-pop, you're like, you know, I really want to see like what they're actually saying since obviously I do not speak Korean um, or understand it for the most part. But 
actually looking up the lyrics to some of the songs it provided like that deeper meaning to like what the lyrics actually meant and i have a good amount of songs most of them are bts songs but that i have a very strong emotional connection to but another thing that also really first drew me into k-pop i was thinking about was their dancing and how amazingly choreographed and like how like literally perfect they seem when they're performing because literally everyone is on time and everybody is doing the same move like it just looks so aesthetically pleasing to the eyes and that was another thing that first drew me in too because I have a background in dance and have been dancing for basically my entire life that was another thing that also Yes, (laughs) that was another thing that really drew me into it too, just seeing like how passionate and how talented they were at the craft that they were doing. Yeah, and Sarah, I kind of want to hear your piece though a little bit on like what you think about K-pop because I know like you have listened to it a tiny bit, but I know that your music like interests lie a bit elsewhere and I know that you listened to a bit of Super Junior when we were younger so I didn't know like how do you feel like k-pop plays into your like musical tastes oh I never got into the visual scene of it which might be why I never got like it to be a huge fan of k-pop but as uh, you guys have both mentioned there's a great beat in it so there's some pretty fun upbeat Super Junior songs that I still listen to and uh, I know when you guys play me BTS as long as there's not too much rap I can get into that because I'm not a huge fan of rap but uh, I also wanted to ask Young Kyu like as a native English speaker I have trouble understanding the lyrics of lots of songs so I was just kind of curious do you have to look up the lyrics can you understand them when they're singing them Like, how much research do you have to do into these songs to, like, really understand the meaning? Oh, um, as for me, um, I can read English and I can understand what it means. So uh, when I listen to any music, I always read lyrics at the same time. So, but sometimes uh, it's a little bit hard to understand English lyrics because, um, because that English is a little bit different from English English that I studied in Korea. So, um, um, so in that, you know, if I cannot understand correctly, I use, usually watch a music video, which um, Korean fans um, edit edit it, and they they made a they, they make a um, translated. Um, subtitles in the music video to understand about the meaning and also um, I love um, I love American pop musicians voice when they're singing for example um, um, nowadays I'm I'm really into the 24k golden his music are awesome and when I listened to his music at the first time, that song was mood. And <laughs> I after after I listened to that music, I really fell in love with that music. So 
So I, I found another song to listen. And even though it, the genre is hip hop and sometimes a little, bit, a little bit difficult to understand its meaning, but Korean hip hop music is also difficult to understand. But um, I think American, uh, as a huge fan of hip hop, American hip hop music it has have more meaning than Korean hip hop music because, um, for comparison, um, Korean hip hop music is more um, concentrated on beats and flow or punchlines. So some hip hop musicians don't care about meanings. They 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 just focus on punchline or um, or uh, rhymes about their skills. But um, American hip hop musicians, um, um, they focus more on, on meaning of that song. Even uh, sometimes, um, sometimes because of the cultural issue, I cannot really understand its meaning, but um, but at least I can understand what you want to say or what you want to say. So American hip hop musicians have, uh, American hip hop musicians are more skillful and more talented to write their lyrics than Korean hip hop musicians. So, um, and um, I know their lyrics are not grammatically correct, but I can understand what what meanings in is in that mu in in the music. So when I listen to their music, I can uh, literally feel their um, their opinion about that music. No, yeah, it's um. I think something what's really interesting too about American hip hop, you know, um, there's like, there's wide, wide variety in that genre itself. Um, and something that's really interesting is, um, and this is something that's currently come up in, I think, the, at least in the States is a kind of um, this differentiation between like um, the English language essentially and how we have like, for example, um, like when we're talking about English grammar and whatnot, um, there's like, you know, you can have like different vernaculars or like different regional like dialects and stuff like that within a language. And so I think um, when you specifically are talking about um, like African-American um, or black like music and you're specifically talking about hip hop and rap, there's um, this different like vernacular, which is called African-American English vernacular. And that's usually highly used within hip hop. Um, and so that's something that is, it's just, it's very different from um, what is taught, you know, uh, in schools. And actually it's really interesting that you also make that because in Spanish, there's a similar um, kind of issue there as well. I know like when I was learning Spanish, in school, we were learning like Spaniard or Spain Spanish, but there's 
so many different types of Spanish to be spoken, you know, from many different countries. So like when you go, it can honestly be like almost like another language, you know, when you're listening or like trying to speak and talk. So um, I think that's something like, you know, that you, you picked up on within, you know, American hip hop music for sure. And just in music in general, because there's a lot of slang um, used and it's a lot more difficult sometimes to understand um, and just like Sarah had said, like, yeah, sometimes like a lot of the time I have to look, I know I have to look up lyrics like all the time, just cause I don't always know what's being said, but also cause you want to make sure that you know what the artist is trying to convey. Um, but yeah, American hip hop music, I think has a lot of, there's like, honestly, a lot of different like intricacies and layers within it. And, um, you know, you have songs that talk about like, again, that are a bit more commercialized that talk about, you know, sex and drugs and stuff like that. But um, there's also a lot of um, social activism, social justice activism within hip hop. Um, there's also a way I think of healing and comfort within that music as well. Um, that really highlights just a lot of different, it really highlights a lot of different feelings and emotions. Um, and I think that it just truly is so versatile and it, it has a lot to offer um to people and then when you really take the time to sit down and listen to it you can really glean a lot into people's experiences which in general that's what music is you know is listening and learning about other people's experiences but I just really liked when you talked about that because I was like oh this is definitely something you know it's really true here Olivia I see you shaking your head what do you do you have anything to add no I was just thinking that that's right up your alley that's one of your favorite things to talk about <laughs> yeah yeah i know <laughs> and um i, I think um, becoming a uh, singer is more e uh, is easier in here than america because we have lots of audition programs like um, um k-pop stars or um, show me the money there are lots of audition programs in here and especially after um, Show Me The Money season three, hip hop become, became really popular. So Mnet, which is a, a media company of Show Me The Money made another hip hop audition program called High School Rapper to, um, to, to make a field for high school students who want to be a hip hop magician. And People participated in that program, like Jeremy the Money or uh, High School Weppers. They, some some people participated participating in those shows. Um, can uh, can enter to the uh, big hip hop labels after the show, or sometimes they they can release their own albums. So this kind of route to become a famous singer is a little bit easier than uh, other countries. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, and I, w I wonder that I watched a sh uh, Netflix show called Rhythm and Flow. And uh, uh, it's like a um, American show me the money. In, and I, I, I wonder that um, American people are interested in 
that kind of TV show. I'm, I was curious, uh, in Show Me the Money and High School Rappers, is that focused purely on like singing ability? Because we do have those. I mean, we have American Idol, which was really popular at least back when I was in elementary school. Um, but I think it's still decently popular now. Like it's still ongoing and that's purely singing talents. Um, you know, dancing doesn't matter. And everybody uh, in the audience gets to vote after a certain point, And then you wheedle it down to one winner who will go on to become an actual singer. And probably the runners up will become singers too. But with Show Me the Money and High School Rappers, are they like going to become like, you know, idol stars? Are they going to be joining a group? Is dancing important? I was curious about that stuff. Um, um, those programs are just for um, rap and hip hop. So um, that those programs don't guarantee to become a star, but um, participating in those shows means that people can um, recognize that rapper through that show because those shows are really popular that um, every, se every season, uh, after every season release, most of people, especially like me, watch that show regularly. And through, th through that show, uh, people recognize, recognize which rapper, uh, which indie rapper is really skillful and which rapper's music is really good. Uh, for example, um, we have a rapper, rapper called Basic and he was a really skillful and famous rapper in early 2000, but um, because of um, um, realistic problem, he had to he had to give up his musical talent and became uh, uh, became an employee of a certain company. But he he couldn't give up his passion about rap and hip hop, so he participated in Show Me the Money season four and. He won that show. After that, he uh, uh, after that people people knew who is basic and uh, and his albums and his music. So now he continued to he continues to his um, uh, musical career. So that kind of program like I said, doesn't guarantee to become a star or become an idol group, for, but, um, um, but uh, participants can, um, can show themselves themselves to people who watch that show. So it sounds like it's kind of familiar, it's kind of similar to like American Idol in a way. Like, I mean, and what there's American Idol, The Voice, X Factor, uh, does X Factor still exist? Is that like a thing that we, I, I don't know. We, I don't watch, uh, <laughs> I don't really watch those shows anymore. Um, but I would say like, at least with the shows, um, I mean, 
I know that's not something that's really big right now, at least I think. And so I don't know if you can please tell me if I'm wrong, but <laughs> I don't really know nor think if it's really that popular within the States right now, like those kinds of like con like those shows. I mean, I do know that a lot of people still watch them, but like, it's just, I think not as mainstream in at least within the younger population, but I'm making like a huge generalization here. So I get that feeling too, though. I don't think they're very popular within the younger generation, but like, uh, I think America's Got Talent still has like a pretty good following. Yeah, but that's not just singing, that's everything. I do love America's Got Talent. It's always fun <laughs> who's gonna get up on stage. Um, so many different, there are, there's so many different types of talent for, that people have. Like it's, it is wild to see. Um, but I wanted to ask really quickly, cause I, Yankee, I wanted to ask you, and I don't know if you know, um, but didn't Dean, was he on High School Rapper or was he on a different show? Oh, he was on uh, Show Me the Money, maybe season four as a producer. Okay, because okay. I remember when he like got really big and because um, I really like him. He oh. has a lot of really, I like a lot of his music, but um, I couldn't remember if he got his start on one of those shows or not. Or... Oh, um... I didn't know if you knew. <laughs> I don't know, but um, uh, but um, of course his music are really good. But um, I remember that uh, I listened to his music at the first time when he released Half Moon, mm-hmm. and at that time, uh, really famous rapper in Korea helped him to uh, uh, featuring about that. Uh, music and because of that that music became more popular mm-hmm. and after that um, um, people knew that Dean is really uh, close to Zico really f- famous idol rapper and artist and he is uh, he is like a trend leader of Korean hip-hop so mm-hmm. Uh, so, because of that, he participated in Show Me the Money Season Four as a producer and showed lots of his musical talent in that show as a producer. And lots of music, music he made in that show became uh, uh, um, became on the top of the music list in Korea. So, um, yes. Um, thanks to that show he he became a really good artist in korea yeah no he i think that he has in particular that particular album was really good and then i can't remember there's like this other song that he came out with a bit more recently i know olivia you and i both like that song but can i remember the name of it no instagram Um, no 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 no. (laughs) i if I remember it, I'll let you know. But um, anyways, I was going to actually kind of circle back, young you to something that you had said earlier about like how it's easier to um, get into the music industry in Korea. And Olivia, I, again, I, yeah, I wanted to hear what you had to say. So we could go ahead. 
I've been following at the mouth. I wanted to circle back to that point too because my the wheels and my brain were just spinning because I was thinking about how like how accessible and easy it is nowadays to just like literally make your own music. I think we've had like the uprise of like I guess what you would call SoundCloud rappers or just like people making music like literally in their bedrooms like with maybe not the best equipment but a lot of people like now it's a thing yeah genre Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's wild but I think like it's just a lot of people are able to now do that whether or not they get successful is you know up to the algorithms of the internet and just kind of like how well they're able to that's what I'm looking for. Promote themselves. <laughs> um, but I also think that like TikTok is one of the ways that a lot of people have become very famous with their songs because the way the format is set up is that it's like, I forget how many seconds it is. I don't actually have TikTok, but you have the short amount of time and then you get like this cut of the song and then it goes viral and then literally everybody hears about it and then so many songs have gone viral on tiktok that have made a lot of no-name people pretty famous with their music so i think that that's another contributor to a lot of people nowadays getting a lot of hype behind their music those are just some of my thoughts (laughs) Nope, I completely agree. I think, because um, in a way, like with TikTok, it's not even sometimes necessarily about the money. It's more about um, getting that following and getting people to discover you. Because I know I think a lot of TikTokers really make their money through advertisement, like advertising, marketing, and stuff like that, sponsorships, you know. Um, but now it's a lot more accessible for, okay, it's more accessible for some people to, you know, um, in that regard start up music because you can you know as long as you can kind of sing and you have access to internet and like some equipment like that like a computer you can upload something you know but um i that's where i was like really interested though in hearing you say that it, you think it's easier in korea because i i gotta say i i don't know i i feel like it i might be easier in, a, in the states um but I also know that I don't have um, any formal, you know, knowledge about starting a career in the music industry. Um, but I think because of what Olivia was talking about, that's why we see think it's a bit easier because you can get this viral fame so quickly. Um, which, to some extent, I wonder if that happens in Korea at all, just because, like, you know, the internet is the internet. So, and YouTube and TikTok is really big. So, Yunki, what would you have to say? Like, um, do you think that like TikTok and YouTube provide a like a platform for artists, like up and up and coming artists? Yes, I agree with that because um, like uh, Savage Love, that song was really famous in TikTok, and um, actually most of Korean didn't know that song, but after we used TikTok, we knew about that song and it it was on the top of the Korean music list. And 
Um, also, many indie singers and rappers upload their uh, their music in SoundCloud, TikTok, and YouTube. For example, um, we have a rapper named Vincent, and he um, he was participate he participated in um, high school rapper three or two maybe and before he um he was on that show he unloaded his music on soundcloud and even though he was not a famous musician and um he he didn't have any platform to promote himself using soundcloud people can listen to his music and um and identify well, who he is and how his songs good and after he um he was on uh, on the high school rapper um he he became more popular than before but um um if he didn't use um those kind of platforms we didn't know who he is and um the only platform that uh, indie musicians can use except um, um tiktok or youtube they only can get into the musical industry using uh tv shows like k-pop stars or something like that so um and um one of my friends who who wants to become a musical actor he uploaded he always uploads his um, performance or um, um, his his own singing video in Instagram and TikTok and he even though people who um, who write comments in his post don't know him um, he can receive lots of feedback through that those platform and he can. Um, he can develop his own talent more, I think, more easily, because even though he couldn't, he, he cannot, um, he cannot get a professional musical education. He can receive lots of feedback using those platforms. I think mm -hmm. those platforms, uh, those platforms are not just uh, promotion. It can be. Um, more educational for indie musicians to get lots of feedbacks. Oh, I like that point. That's definitely a good way of looking at it too, because you're right, music musicians need that few like need feedback from people to see like, you know, how their music's being received, you know, which also goes into a whole nother topic of like what kind of music you want to produce and who you produce the music for, because I think that that's always really interesting too, because I think for sure, which is something that I, I've kind of looked at a little bit into um, between like the difference between like Korean, at least the Korean music industry, but in particular K-pop versus like the American music industry, which I know I've extensively talked about this with Olivia, um, but like this idea of giving back to your fans and how like you are like your fans are what you know 
gear or like, you know, promote your career and help literally like they, you are dependent upon your fans, you know, so you have to give back. But in some ways in the American music industry, like we don't, I don't want to say that they're not thankful for their fans because they are obviously like they do appreciate and love their fans. But at the same time, it's a little different in that, like they make music like for themselves. They're like, I'm making this song because this is how I feel right now, or this is where I drew my inspiration. Um, And not to say that like Korean music artists don't, but I know that there's like this um, larger emphasis on like fans and giving back to the fans. And there's more of like this like exchange. And so I kind of wonder, you know, how that influences their music making process, like just their songwriting in general. Um, Kind of like, for example, um, BTS has a song called Pied Piper. It is literally geared towards the fans, like a (laughs) hundred percent, you know, like granted, I love that song. It's wonderful. But um, it's just so fascinating because, you know, like you have that and then, you know, you hear like a lot of like different, I'm just going to use Coldplay because they're also like one of my favorite bands, Uh, my favorite band. Um, But like a lot of their music is very much derived upon the experiences, you know, that they've had. Um, Like, for example, when you start looking at, um, Oh my God, was it Ghost Stories, uh, that album, which has like magic on it and um, a sky full of stars, oceans, a head full of, uh, not a head full of dreams, but stuff like that. You know, um, that album was purely about Chris Martin's like divorce from Gwyneth Paltrow and him going through, you know, that process and navigating like this like mutual loss, you know, which I thought was really beautiful just because, you know, you've been married to someone for so like for at least a while like I think it was like 11 years and then you know you literally called it a conscious uncoupling because you're like we both knew that we were you know moving away from each other but they're also in the entertainment industry how do they deal with like the public but their own private life and also you know they have kids like how do you deal navigate with all that but that was purely based on his experience you know So I think that there's such an interesting contrast between both of those because, you know, they don't always really focus so much on like their fans, but um, you see in the K-pop industry, which I really think is why there's such a big rise, especially, you know, just globally is because there is that, you know, interaction with fans and like saying, we love you, you do everything, like we do everything for you and stuff like that. Um, It's just such an interesting contrast. Yes, um, the, and um, I think um, Korean music artists um, um, I think this is uh, uh, this situation is the same in America, but I think Korean music artists cannot exist without their fans because um, Korean fan culture, has really long history. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, when late 1990s, uh, we had two biggest idol band called H.O.T. and Jeff Kiss, and they were too famous 
which means um, they couldn't get out of their house because each of their house, uh, each of in front of their houses, their fans were waiting for them to see their idol. Not just one time, every time, and um, we <laughs> and um, also Korea in Korea we have um, um, we have annual song song festival in mm. uh, in December, and at that time when those two idol bands existed. Um, when H.O.T. Uh, H.O.T. had a performance in a stage, then Jeff, the fans of Jeff Kiss didn't look at, uh, watch their performance, and even they, um, they said lots of bad words, swearing, cursing, because H.O.T. Uh, wasn't their favorite artist, but uh, and. After the ceremony ended, those uh, um, um, fans of HOT and fans of Jeff Kiss uh, fought in front of the stage, and sometimes they cursing. They were cursing each other, uh, and those kind of uh, those kind of maniac fan culture was the beginning of Korean fan culture. And after the, the, era, the, after the era changed, um, that fan culture changed a lot, but, but still um, Korean fans are really maniac to their idol bands. So for example, one of my friends uh, always followed every show that uh, shows of his favorite artists. Like uh, his favorite artist was Girls Generation, and he followed every each of media uh, companies to watch their shows. And uh, when uh, and at that time, Girls Generation had a stage. Uh, three times a week, maybe four times, and even though he had to be, you know, school, he <laughs> he always went to that show, those shows to watch Girl Generation. So, um, what I want? Yeah. Yes. Said yeah, they're pretty iconic. I mean, <laughs> yeah. pretty pretty legendary. So you know what? If I if I had the chance to see them, I know I'd go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I want to say is, when fans visit um, uh, visit a show, they they don't just watch the show; they always buy lots of goods in that show to uh, support their idols. That is really huge, <laughs> Olivia. You. <laughs> I have fallen into the trap of, you know, every time one of my favorite idols has a comeback, I have to have an argument argument with myself as to whether or not I'm going to buy just one version of the album or all of the versions of the album. Because it's 
you know, very difficult to resist um, your idol and you want to support them because you love them a lot and they love you. And you're like, the only way that uh, I can really support you is by buying a, a absurd amount of uh, goods that you have designed for me. And <laughs> I have fallen into that trap and I can't seem to get out. <laughs> Actually, I can understand you because when I was in middle school, I was a huge fan of Green Day. So I mm. bought lots of their albums and bought their t-shirts. So at that time, my biggest wish was to watch their concert. So I really pray to God to uh, that, please, Green Day have have to uh, have a concert in Korea because I really wanted to watch them. But um, yeah, so because of that, I can I can understand why uh, many fans want to buy their goods and albums. And yeah, yeah and because of that, that <laughs> that become that becomes really big industry in Korean entertainment industry. So, um, um, so many entertainment company concentrated on 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 make con concentrated making lots of version of their uh, idols goods and albums or making photo cards for fans. That kind of thing. Um, I couldn't understand when I was really young that this kind of industry become really huge but now it um it is one of the um famous popular and big uh, biggest industry in korea so um um it's really interesting to watch growing that interest industry really rapidly oh yeah no for sure olivia you know all about photo cards i mean so do i but like <laughs> Um, the photo card thing is actually really interesting and I would really kind of want to, I want to see what will happen though in the future, if it's going to develop into kind of like, you know, trading cards, um, you know, like with other just like games, you know, like, cause you know, when you think about like Pokemon or like even like baseball or like stuff like that, you know, you'd have those trading cards. So I wonder if that'll like really start turning into its own business as well. Um, but I wanted to go back to Green Day because I also really like Green Day. But Green Day is just, to talk about them, they really are just interesting. Oh, they're wild. The lead singer is wild. Um, is one of his, there is like this one performance. I know I, would, I had to, uh, actually just recently talked to somebody about this and I haven't seen it. Cause like when I was younger, I wasn't like really allowed to go to concerts. So, um, which is fine. But um, he, the lead singer, whose name is escaping me at the moment um but he had this like one like legendary performance but he was like tripping out on so many drugs like I mean this guy like was just gone <laughs> like he like was not coherent <laughs> but um yeah there's it's just wild though because I feel like um in the states though that's something especially when you look at the era of rock and roll 
huge counterculture came in, you know, and you, that was the whole thing. Just like sex, money, drugs, and rock and roll, you know, and um, I think that that's kind of pervaded into like a lot of areas of music as well, but especially um, it continued in the early 2000s in that like rock scene, in that like emo punk scene, stuff like that. Um, and I just had a discussion with an aspiring artist not too long ago who was saying that um, some like famous, like one of the famous, like a famous director in the States was kind of saying like, you can't be an artist like if you don't smoke cigarettes, you know what I mean? Like that's like your like, it's like your thing, like you have to do it, you know what I mean? Like, and it was just so funny because it's like part of the image and some people are like, yeah, but I hate it. It's like so bad for you, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, that's like your image and there's just like, the way that you present yourself within the States is like, you know, having this, you have to like sometimes develop in certain genres of music, like this hard image or a particular image, Olivia, go ahead, just speak, <laughs> go for it. Well, are you finished with that thought before I interrupt? No, 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 go, no, go interrupt. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay. Well, it, I was just going to say it connects perfectly into what I was going to say with the image because I wanted to go back to like the K-pop idol image. I was thinking that another reason why their friends kind of really go gaga for them is because they portray this boyfriend, girlfriend concept because they're always singing about like, oh, I love you, I miss you. And like they're, as we all know, they're like always very strict dating policies and like, they have to be very careful about their private lives and kind of tiptoe around, like, not aggravating their fans because I can just think of, like, off the top of my head when uh, Chen from EXO, yeah, from EXO said that he was getting married, like, the whole world basically just, like, imploded and, like, fans of EXO were, like, burning pictures of him because they were so like infuriated it was wild and I was like can't we just be happy for our idols but I guess not but it just continues to like build upon that image of like they're single they're young and like they want to love you and they want them and they want you to love them too oh. <laughs> and it just no, sorry, keep going. You know? No, you just no, you that's hit the article that we read the other day. You know, we're we're talking about that parasitic yeah. relationship, which is like um, there's mm -hmm. been some studies done into actually this particular phenomena about um, how in general in social media now it's like with this rise in social media, but also just um, particularly in the K-pop industry you know, there is that type of relationship where, you know, it's like either purely entertainment social, but then there's like different stages and you get further and further and it starts becoming more of like an escape or this like emotionally one-sided relationship because you're like, oh my God, this person loves me. They were creating music for me. They really understand me. But then it's also being capitalized upon and commodified because you see how it, the more money you pay, the, spe the more special privileges you receive, 
you know, and so like, for example, with like VLive, you know, if you pay for a subscription and certain things, or if you go into like the internet cafes, you can start getting like personalized text messages sent to you. So then fans will start getting this like idea in their head of like, oh my God, this person, like this idol is like emotionally invested in me, even though they don't know who I am or that I exist. Um, so it's like really interesting to like talk about the difference between this like image concept in Korea and in the States. Cause it's like wildly different. Yeah. Because like the same exact thing happens with like boy bands in America. Like we could even go all the way back to like the Beatles. I mean, same thing happened with them, like getting mobbed literally everywhere they went, couldn't do anything. But then also like current day, it was like One Direction, like, you know, the stereotypical of like the teenage screaming fangirl. Like, I think that just traverses across like most cultures and regions for this like crazed fan culture, I guess you could call it at some point. So I think the key identifier here might be just like boy bands though in general, you know, um, in particular, because again, like you saw, especially like again with the rise of rock and roll, um, that happened a lot as well. Not even just particularly with the Beatles, it happened with a lot of like, when you think of like the Grateful Dead, like they had deadheads, you know, Mm -hmm. you you had a lot of like, that's just part of some of the fan culture as we've talked about. And I think there's certain nuances though in different cultures, you know, because, um, you have different environments in which like people are, you know, living in. And I think that um, each type of fan base or fan culture within each country is similar, but also different. And um, I think in particularly with Korea, there's been a higher emphasis on, um, and again, like, it's not like I'm an expert, but um, I think there's been a higher emphasis from what I've perceived on that, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend image, or just like that romantic partner relationship type thing. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong, like it, it's definitely been very successful as you can see, because, you know, when you go on the Weverse app and you see that they're selling fabric spray for $40, and doesn't include shipping and people will buy it because I remember looking and it's like oh sold out and I was like who has $40 to spend on fabric spray I don't (laughs) but like it's like that like whole idea though of like the higher maybe you can put it in better financial terms at Young Q but um (laughs) I was just gonna say like you know they have a higher investment within their fans which is now like their returns on that investment are huge because their fans are truly paying out for them like they just lay out cash which again is understandable but it's really making it a successful industry yes that's right um, so um oh yes um today we discuss uh, discuss about korea and american pop culture especially pop music and uh, i can literally feel that there are lots of differences between Korean pop musicians and American pop musicians, um, especially in the image of the, uh, their image, that that was totally different from to, you know, between two countries. So um, um, today today's topic is finished, and we will be back with more useful and interesting topic in next week.
Thank you for listening, and we will be back. Thank you.